0: Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Standing Room Only podcast. As always, I'm here with Healy, myself, Goose, episode number 108. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about the cover athlete announcement for MLB, the show. We're going to talk a little bit about NBA All-Star Week is right around the corner. We have the NBA All-Star Starters on both sides there. In the NFL, we're going to finish off there. We have the Super Bowl matchup. It's set. We have brian flores in the news we also have washington's new team name it leaked it is out there of course make sure you guys are following us we are on social media we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on tiktok you can find us our episodes on spotify on instagram i'm sorry as apple uh, podcast as well almost butchered that one and you can uh, see us on youtube um and of course our personal accounts I'm I Goose with four O's, and then we have Healy as well.
1: Yeah, you got myself at the Healy Six. Our page on uh Twitter and Instagram is at SR as well. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> SR I butchered that. That might be the, yeah. uh, the one. That's that's like the first. Let's make it the first and last. Definitely butchered that one. Welcome. <gasps> We're human, right? We're human. Yep. With Anyways. Yeah, we, we got our
1: First bit of news, baseball news, not actual MLB news because they've gone nowhere. Spring training was supposed to start in a couple weeks. It's looking like it won't happen on time. That hurts because guys need preparation for the season. This is just throwing everything off. Who knows? Will this result in delay of the regular season? We're going to have to wait on that. We do have some MLB The Show news, and Shohei Ohtani graces the cover of the game. He is the first Asian-American, Asian-American, he's the first Asian athlete to be on an American video game
0: sports title, which is massive news. Big time. That's big time. And well-deserved, too, which I believe you called it beforehand. It is now MLB The Show. Hey. Go reserve your copy. I know I'll be playing it when it comes out. It's it needed to
1: happen after the season he had last year in which no one in MLB history has ever done. Don't say Babe Ruth because he never did what Shohei did last year and they had to go out and get him. If If they did had anyone else on the cover, it would have been a loss. Potentially, there's a cover reveal tomorrow, the day you're probably listening to the podcast. And it's supposed to be like a legend cover. Might see Derek Jeter. It's revealed on 2-2-22. Derek Jeter, number two. So, Derek Jeter might be in the game. And I'm going to be honest here. Derek Jeter, very popular player. I feel like at this moment in time, though, Derek Jeter and Shohei Ohtani bring the same amount of attention to the game. Like Derek Jeter, when he played, he was one of the most popular athletes in the world. Oh, yeah. He was the guy playing in New York, playing for like the best franchise of all time. But he's been out of the league a while. He's been in the Hall of Fame. A lot of people playing the game right now. Ne- didn't really watch him growing up. There are a bunch that did, but to the casual fan. Shohei Otani, all eyes were on him last year. He's a world, at like world star athlete as well. Pan loves him, and by him being foreign, he gets more eyes on the game in other countries. So I think if he grew up in America and was doing this, maybe Jeter would probably have more attention, but strictly because of what he's done, where he's came from, the amount of pull he has is at least the same as Jeter or maybe even more in this moment. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And I think the big thing is that that's the legendary cover for Jeter. I mean, he hasn't been in the league for so long Uh, but I mean, you can't take away anything from what Shohei has done, what he'll continue to do, his ability, um, and for what he might do for that franchise, uh, it's a, it's a huge, you just, you can't help but, you know, applaud all of, I mean, even being a cover athlete, obviously you win accolades, you can win MVP cover athletes, a big deal. A lot of guys wish they could. I know a lot of guys don't wish it because of whatever superstitions might come along with it, you know, for certain video games. But shout out to Shohei. Yeah, I I definitely think that with the uh, with the generation of baseball right now, the younger crowd that might actually play the video game and the fact that he is a well-known star around the world, not just in the States, like you said. So I think those are some key factors. Awesome job for him. It's going to be exciting. It's crazy to think that that game is going to get released and the league might not even start yet. That's that's the downside. But with besides that, good news.
1: Yeah, the release date's April 5th. There's going to be an earlier release date for the the better edition of the game. Opening day was supposed to be, like, end of March, and the game was supposed to release after opening day. It's looking like the game, as you mentioned, will probably be released before we see regular season
0: baseball. I wonder if that'll just push the season, or if they're going to have a shortened season. If, and this is a big if, they don't you know, come to an agreement. Obviously, you want them to have some sort of spring training, but if they have to cut it short a little bit, I think they'd rather do that and get their 162 games in to sell those tickets. More money there.
1: I think they, when they play baseball, especially in the postseason, they probably have about half a month to maybe, maybe a full month is stretching it to get finished with those games. Especially if a team that's playing is not in one of the northern states, like last mm-hmm. year. Last year we saw Braves and Astros, and both those teams like you don't really see snow. They they could play baseball pretty much year round in those locations. Yep. That would be the only hope, but. I don't know when we're going to get some baseball news next. <laughs> it's going to be rough, at least for another month. I have seen people on Twitter be like, wow, this, the season. I need baseball back. This lockout has made baseball so boring. Nothing was going to happen during this time. Regardless, there are still some top free agents that haven't signed either. That's another big reason why this lockout needs to end. Not just for spring training purposes, but so the rest of the league that's not signed with anyone can get their contracts and
0: figure out who they're playing with next year. Exactly, A.K.A. the Cubs going after Carlos Correa. Maybe, and, maybe not. We'll and see. also,
1: there's a bunch of foreign athletes playing. They they need work visas to play here. Could be some
0: complications without that too. Yep, I think uh, baseball is a very long sport. I definitely am a fan of the game, but I'm also one of those fans where I go for a little stretch where I'm not following it as much as like your typical hardcore fan, but I'm excited for White Sox baseball. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what, where these other guys land, because like you said, there's still big name guys out there in free agency. So definitely need baseball back though. It's a nice feeling when April comes around and you get that opening day. Or home opener even. Oh my gosh. They set up the field. They have the little images in the field for the home opener. MLB opening week. It's just, oh man. It's, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet. It's a super long season. Takes up almost the whole year. But that's the, that's the sweet part about it. That's the sweet part about it. And then once the, once, once the winter's done, once baseball's here, you know the rest of the next three, four, five, six, seven months is nice and on the warmer side-ish, right? So that's what I'm looking forward to. There's just nothing bad about baseball.
1: We might have some insight on how the lockout is for the players in, in our next episode. You guys are going to have to wait for that. Not confirmed on our end, but we we might have a big episode happening pretty soon, either in next episode, week after that. We're hoping to line something up and get an insight on that, on that aspect.
0: Stay tuned. If you've listened to this episode thus far, tell your friends, tell your mammy, your pappy, whoever it is you talk to, let them know. You don't know what yet, but let them know. <laughs> yeah, be on the lookout. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with that, with baseball, that's pretty much all we have, guys. We apologize. You guys already know there's not really a whole lot to talk about. Not yet. Not yet. Speculations. Um, but, of course, we're going to move on. We're going to go into – we're going to save the NFL for last. Big topic, obviously. Um, but we're let's go to the NBA. The NBA did release the All-Star starters about a week ago. Some shocking starters. Some of the fans were definitely uh, expressing concern over at least the Western Conference starters. Uh, If we can't go over that, we do have in the East, let's start there. We do have Trey Young, two-time All-Star. We have DeMar DeRozan. We have Kevin Durant, who is hurt. He will not be playing. He is a captain. Giannis Antetokounmpo, well-deserved, obviously. And Joel Embiid, who is my pick for MVP thus far. And this is where it gets tricky, the West. You have John Morant. Well-deserved, having a hell of a year, probably going to win Most Improved. You have Steph Curry, you have Nikola Jokic, you have LeBron James, well-deserved as well at his age. He's dominating, playing like he's 19 again. And then there's Andrew Wiggins, one-time All-Star, starter. He's on arguably the best team in the NBA right now, or at least one of the hottest teams. I don't want to say the best because it's, it's debatable. There's other guys in the West that are performing very well that I think could have started over Wiggins. How do you feel about Wiggins? Because that's the topic. That, that's, that is the topic right now that everybody is debating. There's a lot of arguments with people saying you don't watch basketball if you don't know what Wiggins brings to the table, and I agree. I think Wiggins is a hell of a player. I think he has turned his career around over the last couple of years. But starting over, and I know it's position-based, but, like, we couldn't get, like, Devin Booker in there. We couldn't get... I guess Devin Booker is like, the one that always comes to mind because he's actually doing pretty damn well after his finals loss. His efficiency's gone up. But Wiggins, though, I know he, he doesn't put up the most points, but defensively, he is locked down, and his three-point shooting is pretty good. He's doing it when he's needed. I
2: he should definitely be on the team. At the end of the day, this discussion isn't going
1: to necessarily matter cuz in a few years we aren't we aren't discussing people's legacies as 10-time All-Star and he started 8 of those games. No, you just list him as a so and like so many-time All-Star. They're going to play so many minutes, whatever. But for this season, I don't know how he's, like, a starter. It's just it's questionable, and it is tough because it is position-based of why he, like, obviously there isn't as many options at forward position compared to maybe Luka, Booker,
0: guys who could play, like, the 2-3-ish it's just so the way so the way they they did the voting fifty percent of the uh, fans have the yeah. power NBA and media are 25 25 and it is front court versus guards so Wiggins yeah. technically would fall in the front court even though I don't even think he came into the league in the front court I think he was a two guard I could be wrong when he was with Minnesota and some of the other voters the vote getters. You had in the front court, you had, so LeBron, Nikola Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, top three right there. And then it was two guards with, which were Steph and John Morant. But the other front court guys that were up there in votes was Draymond Green, Paul George, who's hurt. I don't know how he was up there. He had actually a really strong start to the season. Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, who's having a really good year. David Anthony Davis, they have Carmelo up there as well. Carmelo being up there to me is a joke. No offense to Carmelo. I mean, he he knows that's a joke. There's way other way better forwards in the league. But I, yeah, I guess Andrew Wiggins okay. It was looking him at or the list. On green.
2: Looking
1: at the list, it makes more sense. And if Draymond played more games, I think Draymond would have been in there. It's unfortunate he got hurt in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Because the main reason why he didn't get in is the fan vote. He didn't play a lot, so people didn't vote for him. Also, a lot of people don't really like him. But in the player rankings and media rankings, he was three and four. Wiggins was five and six. He got in, though, because he had the fan vote, which was weighted 50%. Yeah,
0: exactly. And there's other guys in the front court that are at least for the small forward position that you can draw arguments for based on scoring, based on player efficiency rating, but based on their team, not being dead last when realistically they should be such as maybe Brandon Ingram. He's played in 36 games, his player efficiency second behind LeBron James at the small forward position. Mm You have Anthony Edwards, who's done pretty well. I don't think he's deserving of a starter shot quite yet, but those are a couple of the guys that, maybe right there with Wiggins. I don't know. And that but that's just small forwards. If we look at power forwards, I guess that one's a little bit tough. There's not, to me, there's not enough consistent consistency with the power forwards like Draymond Green. Yes. I know he's played. He did miss a couple of games, but defensively he is nuts. Offensively. He's, if he really tried, I'm sure he can average almost a triple double a game. He already almost does. Anthony Davis probably missed out because he didn't play enough games. And even then, well, Anthony Davis probably could have fallen in there instead of Wiggins because then you could have had LeBron run the three. And again, I, I believe they're still going to do the uh, the draft. Are they doing the draft this year?
2: Yeah,
1: they're doing the draft. Uh, LeBron yeah, okay, yeah. and KD are the captains.
0: Yes, Thursday, February 10th. So a week from Thursday, Thursday night at 5 6:30 p.m. Eastern time, they are going to do the draft. I've loved the the the, the fact that they done the draft the last couple of years. Um I know the last All-Star game or was it the All-Star game before when Kobe had passed away, that All-Star game was nuts. Yeah. That was yeah, nuts. That was right before ago. COVID, yeah. And that that I mean that kind of sparked everything for me. Last year wasn't as entertaining but it's still nice to see like a fantasy draft you have the geniuses with the you know these hall of fame captains technically i mean duran and lebron james obviously duran's not going to play but he could be a captain mm-hmm. and especially
1: because most of the time it's it's stacked in one side of the, the floor the eastern conference has gotten more talent over the years but it used to be like Kobe, Shaq, Tim Duncan, Dirk, Tony Parker, Steve Nash, Chris Paul against LeBron,
0: uh, Chris Bosch, Dwayne Wade, Vince Carter, once yeah, upon Vince a time. Yeah. <laughs> Which are great. I mean, all those guys were awesome, but outside their starting five, Kevin Garnett in the West. <laughs> oh, yeah. KG in the West was not. Yeah.
1: Like, it was just so stacked. But now in this, you actually get drafted teams and they're a little more even because of that
0: oh yeah and i mean i just feel like the level of talent is better now than it i mean it's always going to progress that's just how sports works because of sports science and and numbers and efficiency written and, and you know everything that goes along with the game that's changing so mm-hmm. that's you know that's that's my favorite part about it like yeah luca didn't get voted in in the west but he's gonna play you know he's gonna be in the all-star game yeah, uh, but obviously they draft the starters first those are the starters and then from that point i believe they draft the rest of the guys mm-hmm. um and then so on and so forth And then the game happens um but with the game of course it's always for fun and i know a lot of the money they the nba does for like charity and other things uh because it's not like mlb which i think mlb might have changed anyways at this point where eastern wins then they get the home field home court advantage well that wouldn't work because guys in the east and the west are going to play together anyways um but it's always fun i mean nba all-star weekend is generally fun i'm hoping to see the dunk contest uh participants relatively soon the three-point uh shooters as well um they last year's dunk contest was actually pretty entertaining for what they had it they, they end up going out and grabbing some pretty damn athletic guys that we don't know a lot mm-hmm. about. You want to hear the,
1: the biggest robbery of the all-star voting though?
2: Hmm.
1: Well, so Wiggins in the West, the biggest robbery was DeMar DeRozan being listed as a guard. And because of that, it pushed Zach Levine out from being a starter.
0: Yes, the Rosen does not play the two anymore. He hasn't played the two in years.
1: And like Joel Embiid definitely deserves MVP candidate. Giannis definitely deserves it. Kevin Durant, cool. But like, if you see where we're coming from and like how cool it would have been to see Levine and DeMar being in there, DeMar would have been voted in and the front court. And then it would have been Trey Young and Zach Levine as the guards. So
0: what can they do now? So who's the next guy up for Durant? I, I don't know. I hope it, they don't look at the positions.
1: I hope they just say, all right, this is the guy who got the most like attention up next. I'm thinking it's going to be like Jason Tatum.
0: It's going to be Jason Tatum, I feel like. If they're going front court he w- versus he was, guards, he's the next man up. He was last year as well when Durant was voted. Jason Tatum is a damn all-star. That dude, I, there's been some games where he starts off slow, but Jason Tatum is a damn all-star. One, We're going to see him as an MVP eventually. But I agree it definitely should have been DeMar in the front court. But then Zach Levine would have lost it to Durant, but then maybe by default would have been able to, or I'm sorry, who would have lost it? Joel Embiid would have dropped out. Oh, yeah, Joel Embiid would, yeah. Which he deserves it. Yeah. Like he definitely deserves it. He's been balling out. He had a game a couple of games ago, 27 points, like nine mm. boards, and he apologized for the bad game. It's comical. That's how good he is.
1: We also do have the dunk contest
0: participants. Oh, they finally have it out?
1: Give uh, the list. I don't think it is official, but these guys have like said, I will do it. You have Jalen Green, which oh. is cool. Rookie, we get to see what he can prove. Obi Toppin, previous dunk contest I like that. participant. I like Cole that. Anthony, point guard of the Magic. He has some hops. Yeah. And okay. then uh, Anthony Simmons is not going to be defending the title. The last guy, I can't even tell you what team he plays for.
0: Oh, yes. Juan Juan Toscano Anderson. JTA. That's uh, Golden State. Okay. That's Golden State right there. He gets some playing time. He actually, I have not seen him. I have not watched highlights of him being able to dunk, but he's had some games that he stepped up when guys are sitting for rest or for injuries. I think he's like number 95 or something like that on the Warriors. He's, it's an interesting one. I'm excited to see Obi Toppin go at it. He's pretty good in game dunker. Jalen Green, he flies. I like that. I like that. That's going to be worth a watch. That'll be worthwhile. I'll make the popcorn, okay? <laughs> I'll make the popcorn. I don't think
1: we have the three-point contest stuff. I think most of the time the three-point contest is guys that are willingly going to do it, and they will be there, like, regardless. The dunk contest, it's kind of a struggle to try to get players every year, so they need to confirm it a little bit in advance.
0: They haven't had, an, like, a star-studded dunk contest in, in quite a few years, probably since like Levine, Aaron Gordon. But they
1: weren't even stars at that point.
0: Zach Levine they wasn't, weren't.
1: wasn't even considered a star
2: at that point.
0: That's true. That is very true.
2: Aaron see. Gordon,
0: uh, Aaron Gordon was a sick, actually that, that, that was one of my favorite one, two like matchups. Derrick Jones Jr. Was a good one. He he definitely has some flight. That was also against Aaron Gordon.
1: Like I guess John Wall was in one of them. Blake Griffin. I don't know if he was necessarily an all star at that point. Dwight Howard's probably like the last like big big star to be in it.
0: Yeah, like an all star type player. Yeah. Blake Griffin. Blake Gr- Griffin was right there. I think he might have been in the all star at that time because he made an immediate impact. Yeah. At least, at least second year he might have been. But it was 2011, they just don't, which I think it was his third year in the league. So oh, he might have been an all star at that point because it would only, he made an impact like in his first season. It was the second season, I think, is when he took off. But man, that whole Clippers team was good. That's, that's, a, that's another discussion for another day with that Clippers team, how they never won a championship. So that's, Boy, that's, really we came got close. We got the all star game, we got the dunk contest. Trade deadline is around the corner. Still rumors, but nothing yet. The uh, dilemma with Russell Westbrook. Hey, when those guys are out, he puts up numbers. It just the Lakers. The management of the Lakers thinking that paying all those guys all that money and having role players, knowing guys are hurt, aka Anthony Davis never plays a full season. LeBron is doing pretty damn well, staying healthy. I know he missed a game for rest just recently. And then Westbrook does play, but it's just when he's not the main option on the court, it just just doesn't work. And it's not his fault. I think he's a great player. I just don't think he works with those two. But Anthony Davis is back now, so we'll see. Lakers could end up contending. As a matter of fact, they're probably like fifth or sixth favorite to win the championship. So if you want to throw a little $100 down to get a nice payout, they definitely could contend as long as they stay healthy, but they need to make a move. They need to make a move. I don't think they're going to trade Westbrook, but I definitely think that they'll make a move. Um, I'm just more excited to see what the Bulls do. Bulls need that one piece. They're right there. They're right there.
2: Trade deadline is in a couple weeks here. February yep. 10th. We are
0: just over a week. It is going to be on a Thursday. Thursday. That's the draft for the All Star game. So it probably ends at like one or two o'clock, like always, like most trade deadlines. You'll probably hear some after the deadline as well. So we got that. We have the All Star game draft. Two captains. Everything's probably just going to be on TNT, I assume. I assume there's just mm-hmm. going to be a special that day. They're going to talk about the trades. We're going to talk about the All-Star game. it would be a good day. And then, obviously, the All-Star weekend, I believe, is the following weekend. I could be wrong.
2: Yeah, it should be. We need some trades to happen.
1: I'm excited because we've we've been talking about it for a little bit, especially with the Bulls aspect. Are they going to trade someone? Who's it going to be?
0: Who are they going to get? Hello? We got to keep our guards. Now we got to keep Kobe. It's, it's just, I'm just thinking of scenarios and situations. There's always different types of teams that you need to prep for when it comes down to certain situations in the game. Fourth quarter, we need, we're down seven with two minutes. Okay. We need our scores out there, Kobe, but then IO also scoring and playing defense. There's just so many good scenarios for the bulls, especially once Lonzo gets back, but they lack size. And I think that they will need to trade Pat Williams, who I think is going to have a phenomenal career. I think he's dope. If they keep him, that's cool, too. But I think that is going to be the big move. Jeremy Grant is the rumor. We'll see. Everything's rumors at this point. He'll be a huge asset, though. Grant will be on the move. It's just what teams what teams, And who offers what. Because the Pistons, I think their vision should be probably about a three-year window before they're contending for the playoffs. Truthfully, because I think Cade Cunningham, once he stays a little bit more efficient out there and you work with some of these other guys and, you know, Hamadou Diallo, and who else do they have? Those are like the two. Oh, Sadiq Bey. I like Sadiq Bey as well. Mm -hmm. So they have some young talent. They just, they're just not there yet. Situation I thought with the Bulls,
1: let's say they miss out on Jeremy Grant. There isn't really that many options out there. I feel like they are the type of team. They are the type, like caliber of a team, in which it always happens every year. Teams will release their veterans, especially an yeah. older guy. They're going to give them a chance to. They, there's no need to have them on a a young team taking up minutes of younger guys, especially if they aren't coming back next year. And we always oh, no, see, sap. we always see some decent players get released and then sign with some championship caliber teams. I wonder if the Bulls do that. Maybe they can't find a deal to keep Pat Williams, keep Kobe White. Say Paul Millsap gets released cuz he doesn't really have a role with the Nets fits into the Bulls.
2: It's Could possible see that.
1: Especially cuz they only really need like a, another big guy to Somebody kind that's of just compliment. presence, just
0: yeah. be a presence in the paint. Too many teams when we want that Spurs game against the Bulls, this last game, DeWante, Murray. I call him DeWante Murray. Everybody's calling him DeJounte. If his name's is DeJounte, I guess I got to say it correctly. Had an incredible, he's become one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. Actually, that Spurs team is, I, I don't understand. They're, they're, they're literally missing like one or two big pieces from being a contender, I feel like, with the talent that they have. But that whole game, they ran the pick and roll. And they kept Vooch at the, basically at the top of the arc, and they were driving in every single time, and Jacopoto was coming off on the screen, and that's basically how they killed the Bulls, because they lack size. So, with DeJounte Murray, and, I mean, those guys aren't, I'd say they're a little bit of a bigger team. DeJounte Murray, Cullen Johnson, Jacopoto, all those other guys. It just goes to show that as good as the Bulls can be, and I know they still are waiting on Lonzo, they're going to need those guys in the paint. And that's it at the end of the day, because when the Bucks are healthy, when the the Nets are healthy and they allow Kyrie to play and we'll take whatever fine, and you have Miami who's defensively sound and Tyler Harrow scoring lights out and Jimmy's doing it and bam out of by, are the Bulls really going to win in a seven game series against these teams? I don't know. I don't know. I want to believe they will, but not without making a move.
2: (laughs) Definitely. And if you could get someone else
1: on the floor to, to help out, you won't have to use one of your better defenders to cover a guy who's pretty big, like Alex Caruso's role was. You guarded like Giannis and did a decent job against him. And Giannis has like almost a foot on him from what it seems. Yeah, yeah. And Caruso is used in that power forward type role.
2: So yeah, I think a couple weeks (sighs) away from that, we'll definitely be discussing some news on that.
1: Uh, It might be a couple episodes of the podcast before we discuss those trades. I don't see many trades happening before like deadline day.
0: I agree. I agree. I think it's going to be literally deadline day is going to be when you're going to see everything. You're going to see woes. You're going to see shams. You're going to see standing room only podcast report and all that ish. But with that being said, not a whole lot of news with the NBA besides that. I guess that's some news, right? That's some big news. NFL, let's get to it. The big topic for the next two weeks, you got Pro Bowl weekend coming up and that's going to be the little... um, appetizer, if you will. I know I probably will not be watching the Pro Bowl. I think it's a joke. There's no point. I'm putting guys out there to go even 60%. It's like sparring. It's it's stupid to me. Just give them a badge that said, hey, you were a Pro Bowler and just play it on Madden or something. Anyways, with that being said, we have the Super Bowl sets. We got Matt Stafford and the Rams. Stafford finally getting his Super Bowl shot. They defeated the 49ers in a close game. It was a good game, actually. Shout out to the Niners for... Making a splash, making a splash. And they are going up against the underdog. The underdogs in the AFC Conference game that continue to thrive and win. Led by Joe Burrow, who might be the only quarterback to not only win a Heisman. To not only win a national championship, but to win a Super Bowl starting. And he can do it within three years. He's a game within He's two. winner. Within two. Technically, yeah. Well, this is his second NFL season, so it'd be. But they beat the Chiefs in probably the biggest meltdown I've ever seen in the Chiefs franchise or dynasty that they have. You kick the field goal, get the points before you go in a half, but they didn't. Said they ran the ball. And I'm I'm calling this a run because you ran a screen and it went nowhere. You wasted time. To me, that's as good as running the football. Didn't work.
2: Didn't yeah, the work.
1: Chiefs, before halftime, were up 21-10, to 10, I believe. And instead of just kicking the field goal, making a 14-point game, they decided, let's try to score, feel confident, try to make it a three-score game going into halftime. They failed. They missed the points. And then the second half, we just saw a team that we have not like you couldn't even recognize the chiefs if they weren't wearing the red and it was just a black and white screen. I wouldn't have been able to tell you what team was on the field when the chiefs were on offense.
0: They got bad lost. Pat Mahomes looked lost. He was playing out there like someone who had no idea what was going on. And I know the camera angle doesn't show it. But that Bengals defense is rough. That Bengals defense, they did it against Green Bay. They did it against the Chiefs already in the regular season. They did it to their division. They won the damn division.
1: The Bengals beat the Chiefs earlier in the year too.
0: Yeah, in a shootout. Burrow had like 500 passing yards, maybe more. That's why, that's why I'm like, you know, it sounds crazy, but the Super Bowl is not that bad. It's not that bad. But that, the Chiefs All in all, they they ended up losing the game. Two interceptions by Pat Mahomes, one in OT that was batted down by the defense. So the Chiefs did get the ball in OT. We thought they were probably going to do it again. I, I honestly thought when they won the toss that that was it. Didn't happen. Interception thrown. Bengals come down. They run the ball all over that Chiefs defense. Joe Mixon ended up with 88 yards on the ground. He had a couple big runs in OT. Shout out to T. Higgins. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, they're a sick duo. They're a sick wide receiver core. And they ended up winning. They kicked the field goal, won the game. This yep. is fair. This OT rule is fair when the first team throws the interception. That's the type of OT rule we like.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the Chiefs ended up losing. They had the ball to end out the end out regulation. Instead of kicking the field goal to win, they had to kick the field goal to tie the game yep. and try to win in overtime did not go their way. It was so weird to see Pat Mahomes scrambling in the backfield, too. He was, like, he running was, around. It he was almost took like a he sack in, make... Was it in overtime or was in, I think it was in regular. It might have been in regulation when he, like, scrambled and he fumbled it and his lineman had to fall on the ball.
0: Yeah, that was late. That was late in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it was funny, too, because he already had spun around for like five, six, seven yards and didn't tuck the ball. I don't know. I don't know what ha- I had no idea. He looks. He looked rough as though in the sense that, again, we didn't see it, but I feel like his guys weren't open. And that line was just breaking down. I mean, the Bengals obviously w- won their division for a reason. And it's not just because of the offense. Like, you definitely need a good defense, especially against the Chiefs team, who still put up numbers. They got shut down in the second half, three points. I, 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 truly, I truly believe this is going to be a good game. So we have the Rams against the Bengals.
1: They almost lost against the 49ers for, I believe, the third time this season. <laughs> Yeah,
0: but the 49ers team, they play in a very tough division. They started off a little bit slower. I love Debo Samuel. I'm curious to know what's going to happen in this offseason. There's a lot to talk about in the offseason regarding available quarterbacks, quarterback receivers, sign and trades, who knows, but that's, that's that's for after the Super Bowl. Shout out to the Niners, though they 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 played a hell of a game. SoFi Stadium is the game where the game's being played. The Super Bowl that makes the Rams the home team. Seen it with the Bucks. Technically yes. On paper, they're technically not the home. There's not a home team, but they are. It's going to be a bunch of Rams fans. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Bengals fans. They have the four and a half point spread. Over unders 48 and a half. It's at this point, it's like I want to see the Bengals win. Because they're the underdogs and Joe Burrow is just he's just swaggy. That's just how it is. But I need to see Matt Stafford win a Super Bowl in his career. So I don't know. I don't at this point I, I just want a good game. I want a good game. Yeah. I do. We will think have that...
1: our full predictions yes. in the next yes.
0: episode though next episode what we think is going to happen we're
1: just talking about it a little
0: bit um and we will have a poll of course as well for you guys uh after the next episode because again the super bowl is not this weekend there's gonna be pro bowl weekend and then the super bowl weekend um festivities it's gonna be fun and valentine's day is the day after super bowl so fellas ladies don't forget don't forget. <laughs> make your plans for that Saturday or the Monday. Don't make it for Sunday. The Monday. The <laughs> Monday. You might be hurting Monday. You might, might consume a little bit too much alcohol. But, hey, you still got to get the job done. Job's not done. You got to get it done. Mm-hmm. Have fun that weekend and get the job done on the 14th.
1: Crazy stat about Joe Burrow. It is his second season in the NFL. But a lot of people don't know his first season, he tore his ACL. He only played a yeah. few games.
2: So did like, he
0: break his leg and tear his ACL on one hit? It was bad. It, it was, was bad. It, it was, was rough. Really he bad. got hit. He, he like tore was his ACL, Young? like his
1: MCL. He tore a lot in that leg, which is crazy to see him just playing as if it didn't happen this season.
0: I swear that was Chase Young that did it too, because it was the two rookies going at it. I could have sworn it was. Oh, speaking of, well, we'll get to that in a second. But Did yeah,
1: you that's, see uh, the photo as well. After the game, the lineman that held Joe Burrow,
0: LSU. Yeah, L- they just have a bunch of LSU guys there. <laughs> LSU is definitely up there with Bama with developing extremely, extremely good talent and recruiting. Obviously, recruiting matters. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm, I'm just happy for. I'm happy for the Cincinnati. I'm happy, so happy for Cincinnati because like. Seeing them win, it kind of like finally set in that, like, that what the, you know what I mean? That, that moment where you're like, wait, the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. It's the weirdest mm. thing. If you told me the Bengals were going to the Super Bowl, I would have slapped you silly. I would have never taken that bet. I would have been like, or I would have I taken that bet against you. Just imagine. Imagine them being down. We talked about this. Imagine being down 21 to 10 in that game. What the what the, the twenty one to three line. at some point twenty one to three technically I wonder what that money line was I really wonder what that money line was. It had to be like plus twenty two hundred yeah. There's a chance they have Joe Burrow. Let me throw fifty bucks on there to win some money.
1: Mm-hmm. A, a little fun fact with the Bengals as well. They've made the Super Bowl twice. Their opponents in those Super Bowls were both the 49ers.
0: They almost Ooh. played them again.
1: Ooh, 10. that
0: would have been interesting. Have they won? No, they've not. Oof. This is it. This is it. This might be it. We'll see though. Mm-hmm. I I don't we'll give predictions next week. We'll talk about it. And
1: in this matchup, too, another
0: historical moment. This
1: is the youngest head coaching matchup in NFL history. I don't know if you remember back when Rams Patriots, it was like the largest deficit with Bill Belichick being sixty plus and Sean McVay being Sean like McVay. 30, 32, 33. Yeah. McVay's 36. Zach Taylor is 38.
0: Wow. These coaches are getting younger and younger. Mm-hmm. GMs. It's the Theo Epstein effect. <laughs> and then That's awesome, also, though. And then and as well,
1: to- uh, the Rams, even though they are technically going to be the home team because it's played in Los Angeles... They have to, because it's a neutral site game and they're the away team, they have to practice at USC, use their training facilities. They have to stay in a hotel the week of the Super Bowl, and they have to stay in the away locker room while the Bengals get all their
0: training facilities and whatnot. That's crazy. So the Bengals have access to the stadium? And the Rams don't? Is that how that works? Yeah, because the Bengals are the home team, so they get the home facilities. That's crazy. Even though the Rams, obviously, they're, they're favorited for a reason. It's they're mm-hmm. We know. We know they're the home team. Wow. Other news, though. Other news. Oh, also, the halftime show is going to be pretty sick, I think. different Different type of what we're used to. It's usually a lot of old-school rock and roll. I know we had the weekend last year which i thought was pretty sick. Um it's going to be interesting. You got some west coast hip hop. Snoop Dogg, Dre, Eminem. It's the closest Kendrick. thing
1: to a uh Detroit Super Bowl with Matt Stafford being in it and Eminem performing at it. And half-time. Eminem
0: performing. Yeah, that's true. Wow. That's awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Always excited every year. Um I think the only disappointed Super Bowl was the uh the Patriots and the Rams. That was the only time I was ever disappointed because I really wanted the Chiefs versus Rams and I kind of wanted it this year, but I think the Bengals are going to show up. We'll see. We're going to give our predictions next week. We do have other news in the NFL. We have a couple other topics. One big topic is uh former Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit against the NFL teams um discrimination essentially. Uh uh dealing with the I believe it was the New York Giants he received a text from Bill Belichick. I don't know if it's actually yeah. true. I think it is. It's part of the lawsuit. Yeah. And- so
1: Bill Belichick, well, here's here's the backstory. Brian Flores gets fired after leading Miami to a pretty good record this season. Yeah. He was a pretty good coach. Miami's like, "No, you're out of here." And what came out today is all the discrimination against him. I'm surprised he hasn't been picked up, and we are seeing kind of why, why he hasn't been offered a head coach job and why he's still out there as, like, technically a free agent. Uh, the first thing was
2: Denver. So in two years ago, Denver was looking for a new head coach, and
1: had an interview with John Elway. John Elway showed up an hour late and he obviously was drinking the night before. So like he, he wasn't in the right mindset. He was hungover,
2: and they went with the white head coach Vic uh, Vangio and and Brian Flores at the time realize like
1: i'm not getting the job this isn't happening like that like if they really considered him john elway would have been there he would have looked presentable he wouldn't have been hung over from the night before but because of the nfl rules where they have to interview people of color they just wanted to check that off from what it seems mm-hmm. big story that came out today though
0: that i uh, interrupted goose with Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that's that's cool. There's the backstory actually does matter. That's what kind of makes it important. The big thing
1: now, so the Giants went out and hired Brian DeBole. Is that his name? DeBole? Last yeah, I name? think that's. Yeah, I think that's it's how it's somewhat similar yeah. to that. Offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills. And Brian Flores was interviewing for that job as well. DeBole was. Uh, announces the head coach after that interview, but a couple days before, Bill Belichick sends him a text. He's like, "Yo, congrats on the the job uh, with the Giants." And he's like, "What? I I I interview tomorrow. What are you talking about?" And he's like, I, "Am I talking to Brian DeBull or Brian Flores? Because <laughs> they both oh, get yeah, Brian in their first name." you get the right name. Brian. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, uh, (laughs) no, I was supposed to be texting Brian DeBole. Sorry. And so that meant that the Giants made their decision and they waited a a few days to hire DeBole until they interviewed Brian Flores and said, yep, we offered, we interviewed person of color and we met the requirements for the NFL. So now, yeah, huge I think, lawsuit. I don't even mm-hmm. know if he's going to be coaching next year just because he went after like every single team in that letter.
0: Yeah. It's, I saw his quote earlier, just a little bit ago. I, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's basically like it's bigger than me. It, it really, and, and to be honest, th- I thought for sure I would have seen him get signed based on what he did with that team. And I know that they have some talent, but it's not like they had a losing record. They competed most games. They had a winning record. But there is the rule where teams have to interview, I think it's two, they call them two minority uh, potential coaches. And uh, that was a big deal because the Giants basically made their decision and needed to chalk him up. Because they had to, and it's like he's not getting a fair shot. How are you a winning coach? And I, it, winning could be defined as anything, right? But I mean, he's he's a winning coach, and he's been in the league a few years. He's been around the league, and it's and that's that. And it comes from Bill Belichick. It's almost like I'm not gonna say Bill Belichick did this on purpose, but the league just got exposed and this is going to be a big case. This is going to be a big case for sure. There are a lot of people on and it, you can't really go on Twitter. Don't go in the comment section for things like this. Just wh- you just, you have idiots out there. Oh, I wish I can uh sue somebody for not getting a job. It's like you're missing the point. There's there's a rule for that and it just seems it just seems fishy. It just seems fishy. Um, I hope he gets a job because I think he can benefit Many teams can benefit from his coaching ability, but we'll see. This definitely might affect his future, and I think he's prepared for it. And in the end, the NFL may have just gotten exposed.
1: Yeah, he might get some money out of it. It might cost him some money in the future because he he might get some, but it won't be like as if he stayed coaching for years to come. I expect him to have a job in maybe a couple years if this gets – sour but the main point is he's bringing this to light and he's trying to change it up again because it got brought light the light before and now it's getting exploited the rule that they put in but now they got to like take it seriously and just hire the right guy who cares what they look like they're there to win football get somebody to win
0: exactly i know it's It's the unfortunate. It's the unfortunate reality. So, but he's gotta he's gotta be the one. And I'm glad that somebody's doing it. It sucks that he has to be the one because he is a good coach, but he I think he'll coach. He'll coach again.
2: He'll definitely coach again. Last bit of news though. We have
1: I can't believe we're
2: saying this. Oh,
1: yeah, Washington. Yeah, Washington has a new new name. Oh, there's more? (laughs) Yeah, Washington. I was getting getting to the last topic. I forgot about Washington. Okay,
0: okay. okay. Washington, yes. The uh, Washington team name did get leaked by a news reporter in a helicopter. Has really good zoom-in effects on his camera. Shout out to him and his camera guy. Uh, He was able to zoom into the stadium. It's the Washington Commanders. That's it. You heard it here first. You didn't hear hear it here first. Hear it here first, but... They're the Washington Commanders, and I'm okay with it. I think yeah. it's better than the Washington football team. Do I think it's tacky? Yes, it's very tacky. But so is, like, a lot of the other team names. Like, I, I honestly, personally, with them being Washington, I would have loved a football team called Washington Warriors. That would be sick. But that's just was not one of the, the names that they wanted. Commanders yeah. works, they're a Washington DC based team. Commanders, it's like generals, it goes along Yeah, with it. I
1: was expecting like general type team. Commanders. Yeah. Uh it's gonna be a, a decent name. I've seen people on Twitter be like, You had one job, you oh you had a like this shouldn't have been hard. It's like the same thing with the Cleveland Guardians, the Washington football team when they got named football team. That was a joke to people. But
0: as we've seen over the past couple of years, I didn't mind football team. Yeah, you, know, you just get used to it. All these team names at first sound weird. Like when Houston, te- when Houston became the Texans as the added team to the franchise years ago. Instead they, of the Oilers. Yeah, it sounded weird at first, but you get used to it. Like Packers. Do you think the Packers sounds cool? No. I mean, I love the Packers. But it's just, it. get used to it. Get used to it. The commander sounds, it, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm okay with it. Um, franchise isn't going to win, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> not, not in the next couple of years. So.
2: Final bit of news, though. Never expected, well, we did expect to hear this at some
1: point. I did not expect to hear this this off season, Tom Brady retired. It is official. There was a little bit of a leak. It got unconfirmed. A couple days go by. Tom Brady's like, yeah, I I actually am retiring. Coming off one of the best years of his career. He's age 44.
0: Family first. Absolutely. He's done it. I mean, he could have retired six years ago. He's still the GOAT. Now, this definitely solidified him as the GOAT. You know, I always make my arguments. For Aaron Rodgers because statistically he is better but when it comes down to getting a guy that's going to lead your franchise and win the damn game he does it he did it year in year out he just missed out this year he actually had arguably one of the best comebacks next to his other comeback in the Super Bowl against the Falcons he almost did it again came up short gave up a big the defense gave up a big play at the end and I mean he he is he everybody knows it. He's the goat and it's it's weird. It's weird. Cuz we Does don't look even, at him like a 44-year-old. Yeah.
1: We see him as like 36, 37. Like he still has a couple more years left. It's like he, he do doesn't this. age
0: past 37.
1: Yeah, and it's not even like the Bucks were bad. The Bucks were going to be a contender again next year probably.
0: So if this is truly it now, there have been guys in the history to come back. It's pretty much just Brett Favre, but I mean, first ballot hall of fame, maybe, maybe he ends up coaching. We'll see. I mean, he's a smart dude, but I, I don't know if, I don't know if his IQ, yeah, his IQ is up there. He's definitely his IQ is up. There. I'm not even gonna question that, but yeah,
1: there's some the guys that have good IQ though and play the game well, but they fail to translate it to other people. And get them to learn i yeah. feel like especially with his decision he loved football he's made more than enough money in his career his wife makes a lot of money as well he quit to be with his family i don't see him coaching unless like he's it's like 15 years down the line his kids are all grown up They're yeah right it'd now. be later
0: it'd be later for sure it'd be later for sure i was expecting crazy. a couple more years it's crazy is like, Shout out to Tom Brady.
1: My dad, he's he watched every Tom Brady game. He also watches every Aaron Rodgers game because he knows they aren't going to be this good forever. And like to say, yeah, I watched those guys. I didn't do that this season. I was like, okay, I watched some here, some there. I watched Red Zone. But like there's not gonna be another chance to watch Brady play an NFL game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a weird, it's the end of an era, essentially, minus we just had Big Ben retire, we've had Philip Rivers, all, all these guys who've led the way, Drew Brees, Tom Brady now, Rodgers is probably next. He's probably got a couple more years, depending on where he goes, maybe, maybe not. And now it's, the, it's time for these new guys, the Pat Mahomes, Josh Allens, Joe Lamar Burrows, Jackson. Lamar Jackson, who hopefully can pick it up. I think Lamar Jackson should have a good career, but we know, how, we know how it goes with running quarterbacks. But he's definitely the future as well, and, and a lot of these other guys. I mean, Justin Fields could be good for all we know, and we got a new era coming in. Shout-out to Tom Brady, TB12, the GOAT. You heard it here first. I am finally admitting that he's better than Aaron Rodgers. Deep down, I've always felt that
2: too. <laughs> Man. It's crazy. <laughs> it, is. Really, it really, really is. I like, haven't really
1: thought about it until now, like just talking about it. He's just done.
0: Oh, he did give a thank you to Patriots Nation. That's awesome. Yeah. I know he Gronkowski, did a thank you to Tampa- Probably mm-hmm. going
1: to follow as well. Probably,
0: Yeah. He only ever wanted to play for one quarterback. And I don't blame him. He's Hall of Famer too, though. Gronk was nuts.
2: The, the NFC South next year is going to be crazy
1: because <laughs> the Saints need a quarterback. The Bucs are going to need a quarterback. They go from an, a, a contender to a almost bottom of the, t- <laughs> bottom of the tiered uh, bottom of the totem pole team. Like they had Jameis Winston who was okay. They had like an eight and eight record. It wasn't the answer. And then Tom Brady came in and, dominated but, like the Saints don't have a quarterback the Panthers are garbage the Falcons they're at the end of Matt Ryan's era there's a lot of quite questionable... a lot of moves
0: gonna be a lot of moves in the offseason just be ready I need to be ready for sure as a Packer fan because we don't know what's gonna happen with Rodgers we don't know what's gonna happen with Devontae Adams Devontae Bucks... Adams is probably gonna get franchise tagged the Bucks trade for Rodgers <laughs> I Imagine that I'd rather, going from Brady to Rodgers. <laughs> you would have to give Green Bay like, Levant, like David or somebody like White, some crazy good linebacker. But, I mean, even then, what is that going to do when our linebackers are actually really good this year? So we'll see. Give me two first-round picks. Less drama. I'm trying to weigh out the positives there, the pros and the cons. Mm-hmm. But first-round picks, less drama. Still maybe a first round exit in the playoffs. Who knows? Who knows? That being said, that is going to wrap up the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys tune in next week where we give our Super Bowl predictions. Might have a special guest for you. Very likely. Make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter where we are going to put out polls after next week's episode. Uh, SR Only Pod, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm Igoose with 4 O's and we have Healy as well. You can follow me at the Healy Six. We'll
2: talk to you guys later. Yes.